Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Sherrod, you got me? I got you now. All right, so clown show, absolute freaking clown show uh, <laughs> on the post-game show tonight. But oh, that, was, that, that was to be expected. The it Jimmy's... The Jimmy's homeschool line. I I just like I just don't know if I'm ever gonna I'm gonna be okay with that. But um, anyway, everybody grab your Neesmiths. Thank you, Nick Land, one of our one of our OG uh, fans here. Um, room's gonna fill up a little bit, so let's hang out. Um, Sherrod Blakely here, John Zanis from the post game show. For those of you who were over there, uh, we talked for about four minutes about the game and the rest about um, topics ranging from homeschooling to Milt Palacio. <laughs> To, to Vitaly Potapenko, to New Balance sneakers. We've been all over the map, but a couple of interesting conversations. Just looking ahead to the future, importance of running the table and getting not, not just out of the seventh, not just out of the play-in, but out of the sixth seed. I think that's huge, and Sherrod was talking about that. I also think uh, you, know, you want to get up into that four or five seed for sure. Um, what the playoff rotations are going to be, Do we think Aaron Neesmith is in it? Is he in the circle of trust? Some of the conversations we're having late, which I do think have some legs, so I want to hear from you guys. Um, But, um, Sherrod, anything to add before we start? to? Oh, let me just tell everybody how this works. Um, If you haven't already, please request uh, to speak, um, and we will put you up on the stage, but just mute your microphone until we are ready to go, uh, and then we will call out your name and then just fire away whatever you want to say. We're going to have Josue Pavone, Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Manning, join us uh, in a little bit as they wrap up the postgame show over on CLNS. So, uh, guys, start getting your speaker requests in. We're going to start with Nick, um, who, again, is possibly our first fan on Locker Room. He's been with us the longest. And no joke, I'm talking about since, like, our first trial runs with the app when we were just trying to figure out how to to make it work. What's up, Nick? Hey. What's good, guys? Yeah. What's up, y'all? Hey, I'ma do what do what y'all did, you know, talk uh basketball for a tad bit. But you know, this game was was cool. I think in terms of uh uh playoffs, it's 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 Pritchard and uh Aaron and it's shouldn't be that close, but you know, Brad has a tendency to pull a rob where he should be playing, but he just, for some reason, just doesn't uh, doesn't play them. So uh, I really don't know. But um, in terms of Aaron Neesmith, this is like he's he's just a he's just a funny looking guy. This is I mean, <laughs> and he's like that's just, that post game <laughs> so. I was crying the whole time, bro. Like, like, Neesmith, like, it just, it just, his name is just, it makes you smirk every time you hear his name. 
Yeah. Well, we 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 we're all we're all pretty big Neesmith fans, honestly. Go get to Neesmiths, yeah. Go get them, baby. No, I mean the guys. Like I said, is you know my favorite thing, Nick. Uh, I'm sorry about uh, Neesmith. Just in general, is uh, he definitely is just a guy who's trying really hard. Um, you have to appreciate the struggles of a rookie because you could see it. You know, he, he was wearing them early in the season. He was, even though know, he looked lost, he was trying to figure it out. He couldn't quite figure it out. It must have been really difficult for him to see him have a little success. You definitely feel good for him. We got to speak with him on the Garden Report the other day. He was a really great guy, really easy to talk to, super humble. But really, from a basketball perspective, if you're a Celtics fan, I think the biggest thing and the reason you know I and others were a huge proponent of getting him some action early, even when he wasn't ready is his ceiling is presumably higher than some of the people you have on the team right now. And so you want to see the Celtics develop that and give him an opportunity because we think at his best, he's going to be able to give you more than some of the other guys on the team where you know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. I mean, the the thing about Neesmith is that when you look at the, the scouting report and what everyone was saying about him coming into the NBA, the stuff that he is showing the ability to help you in are things that he's not supposed to be able to do things that he's not was, he wasn't expected to be able to be uh, a high energy impact uh, hustle guy. He was a shooter. And I think it's refreshing for the Celtics that you've got a guy whose strong suit. He hasn't even come anywhere close to reaching his peak potential in that he is going to be a very good shooter before all said and done. But between now and then, He's figured out how to make an impression that's good enough to keep him on the floor. Uh, now, what that means come playoff time, that remains to be seen. Because, And we were talking about this on the, on the Guardian Report. Brad doesn't usually trust rookies at much in the playoffs. Uh, I think this year is going to be the exception to that rule. Because when you look at their roster, particularly that bench, I don't know how you can go 9 or 10 deep consistently and you don't have Pritchard and Neesmith in that mix. I just don't see how you can do it. Sherrod, I was muted. I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap these other guys on the other show. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring in uh, Brady. Hey, guys, what's going on? Uh, what's up, Brady? <laughs> Uh, what's up, Sherrod? Yeah, I just thought we played a uh, solid game tonight. Not going to overreact too much, but uh, I thought, you know, I was impressed with the defense right out of the gate, and I was just glad to see the energy uh, everybody had. You know, like every time the Magic would nibble mm-hmm. a little bit, get back in the game, you know, Celtics would stomp their foot on them, and I was glad to see that uh, for sure. And, you know, I also loved the bench at the end, getting excited for Taco. That was awesome to see too, but I'll let you guys take it from here. Yeah, Ta- Taco get he he hit Obama with the Kevin McHale up and under move there. That was sweet. That was sweet. But for Taco, it was also personal because him and Obama are good friends. And you know how it is when you get a chance to play against one of your good friends, you try to do something that he's going to remember that you can talk shit about next time you see each other and you're not playing. And you better believe next time P- Taco sees Mo, he will bring up the fact that he gave him the business on that up and under move. But but to your to your larger point, I mean, this was a good win for the Celtics because they did exactly what you're supposed to do against a bad team, and that is you beat the crap out of them. You don't give them any realistic hope that they have a shot at winning. We saw what happened when they played OKC, you know, not that long ago. Where that that game, there, there's no way that they should have lost that game, even when they didn't have 
all their, their, their main guys intact. That team is doing everything they can to be one of the top, get a top pick in this year's draft. And the Celtics made it, they did, the way their game plan played out, their, their, their process was really simple. We're going to give you every shot you want. All you got to do is make them. Celtics didn't. Uh, Orlando, I, I thought similar strategy to give the Celtics whatever they want. And to the Celtics credit, they took everything. And Kimba took great shots, made his presence felt offensively. The bench, everyone pretty much who stepped on the floor for the Celtics made a positive impact on the game. And that's what you're supposed to do when you're fighting for playoff position and you're playing somebody who's just fighting for a lottery pick. You both have, you literally, you literally, you both have the same goal. They want to get through the game. No one hurt. You want to win. Yeah, they did what they were supposed to do tonight. I was glad to see that for sure. Yeah, and that was the, that was the main theme. I think uh, Brady was um, just like Sherrod said, similar to uh, OKC. Was uh, was uh, you just they want you to beat them? <laughs> like, yeah. you, you, they want they want to just they want to just lay down. You know, just, they they do not they're not trying to win. I mean, they're not trying to lose actively, but they don't expect to win. Um, so just go out there and do your job. You know, that's how it's just unacceptable. Um, you know, having lost some of these games that they lost, um, we're just got to take them to school. That's all. Just take them to school, take them to homeschool. That's got to take those teams to homeschool. baby. Uh, Bobby Manning and Jimmy Toscano are here wrapping up the post game show. Wow. Joe Sway Pavone eventually is going to get here. Um, we believe, uh, although he was drinking, uh, he was drinking a man-sized coffee uh, in the show. And, and you know, <laughs> did you see that? That mug was the size of his head. Um, Are you sure that was, that was coffee? Tequila. That was yeah. tequila for Cinco de Mayo. There are just beans running through. Oh, uh, God. So, um, guys, we're, right now. We're, we're filling up the room. So I want to tell people here again just the rules. Most of you know them, but I just want to remind you before we start welcoming more people in. <clears throat> do me a favor. When we bring you up on space, uh, first, you know, request to speak. And we want to hear from you guys. Those of you who join us every night, don't speak. We're dying to hear from you. So please, everyone, you know, one of these days, uh, you know, throw your name out there. But uh, even if you don't, just hang out. The ones who do, we're going to put you up on stage. We just want you to mute yourself until we call on you. And uh, then we will, uh, we will get to you. We'll get to as many of you as possible. We're going to try to wrap it up a little early tonight. I think it's a blessing. Celtics played this one in a tidy two hours. We'll probably take this show till about eleven and then call it. So, um, guys, any original, any thoughts here, Jimmy, Bobby, joining the show before we start to get to the speakers? I'm just saying, keep the grant to a minimum. One no, grant caller max. I already just got the first the first chat I saw. Grant really airballed a floater, you know, with the with the laughing emojis. So yeah, uh, I don't. I, you know what? I'll t- if if we're allowed to talk about Milt Palacio, you guys can talk about. So th- this was. I'm, this not, was I'm not making. I'm not making any rules tonight. This was a question in the chat. Uh, chat I saw when we were in there, but I didn't. I couldn't throw it up. Uh, Grant is definitely back next year. You have to pick up those options a year ahead of time. Uh, same with Carson Edwards, who someone else asked about. So that's actually going to be a legitimately hard roster spot to move. And again, I don't even know if you want to move him. You, you'd rather just keep a guy making three million bucks in there who's shown a little promise and hope he can continue to grow. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. This is off. This is just based on some Mandish on Twitter. But a, a good point tonight on 
Evan, <clears throat> Evan Fournier's play was that he got a full run with Kemba Walker. And um, Kemba Walker said after the game about Evan Fournier, according to Keith Smith, he knows how to play the game the right way. He's fun to play with. I've played against him for years. We just had an instant chemistry. He's great to play with. So that's a that's a good little um, addition, I guess, to, um, you know, when you know when Fournier was struggling, some of that was with, you know, Kemba Walker out, out of, the, you know, not playing. So I think there's definitely a connection there to be made. Uh, that was talking Fournier. Let's bring in uh, Dylan. What's up, Dylan? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, what's up, Dylan? With this. Um, what's what up? up? So, um, I just wanted to ask you guys. Uh, you know, I was seeing the tweets um, tonight about Jabari putting in extra work after the game, and um, you know, Cornette obviously was able to get some time tonight. Um, so it's kind of made me just think about like I don't know, you know, what is going to happen in the future in terms of like you know the seven, eight, nine, ten guys on the team. But um, if it does stay relatively uh, the same, like with what they have now, what do you guys make of of what people like Jabari and and Cornette could possibly bring to the team? And the the more I see those guys, the the more I feel that they're going to be kind of. Um, back of the the line types because they're specialists uh they have very specific strengths and there's some pretty notable weaknesses whereas you look at a guy like Aaron Neesmith for example where you look at what he's good at and you look at what he's not so good at and the things that he needs to get better at are things that you can naturally see him improving upon over time uh same thing with Pritchard I think the big thing with Pritchard he just needs more reps and more experience I think that's the biggest uh, thing he's got going against him. But when I look at a Jabari, I look at a Cornette, they ha- for, for example, Jabari has the ability to score uh, in bunches. That is, that's a, without question his greatest quality, but he can't defend. And he, it's not about effort or trying. It's, it's just not who he is. Cornette, seven-footer, can shoot the three, but in terms of what he can do defensively, in terms of what he does on the boards, uh, he's not your, your cookie-cutter traditional seven-footer in that regard. Uh, so there's value in what they bring to the table, but I don't think there's enough value to where you're, you can see them as your seventh, your eighth, or even your ninth man off the bench. Uh, so they're going to be around and they'll have moments where they'll, they'll impact the game, but I don't think you're going to see a sustained rotation type impact from those guys, because again, they have significant weaknesses that I think over the long haul, if you play them too much, it's, it's going to hurt you more than it helps. Yeah, I'm the biggest Cornet fan going, and oh, we know the him. whole family. We know that the whole family, every Cornet. He doesn't. <laughs> Bobby doesn't. It it is exciting on nights like these where Thompson's down. You know, it's interesting. We didn't even get a Thompson update today, so I don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, it's exciting to see him get some free reign out there. And again, you see the things he does: first four minutes, scores inside, gets an assist, grabs a rebound. He's so active, especially at that size. I think they found a hidden gem in him, and I hope they keep him around. <laughs> it's oh, really God. funny. I, I can't believe it. I was muted. Again, I, I was we, just going in on Bobby, and I was muted that whole time. Are we Are we watching the same? Every time he goes out there, he does something good. Okay. So there you go. Keep just <laughs> whatever, whatever the locker room equivalent of cricket. Do you say Cornette excites you? Oh, a hundred percent. But don't walk into this. You're walking into a trap, Bobby. Which cornet? Bobby, don't do it. <laughs> you see the trap, John? Yeah. Let him go. Let him go. John knows. You're walking into a trap, Bobby. Uh, let's bring in this Sophie. This is locker room talk, right? So, 
Soapy, what's up? What's up, fellas? Oh, Happy Cinco de Mayo. What's up, Soapy? What's up, man? Hey, I just want to. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, to Jimmy, um, get these oh, get these haters off you, bro. Everyone, Dude. everyone's been homeschooled, but no one, no one knows exactly which home they're referring. You don't to. know which home. No, you don't. You, know don't what... you have no idea which home, so it could be any home. And um, thank you. Second of all, the taco fall move at the end of the game was that. Are we seeing shades of a young Akeem Olajuwon? No. <laughs> no. Dude, slow mo Hakeem. That was like Hakeem like in slow mo right there though. There's that was Takeem Halajuan. That was Takeem. I didn't. That's a great nickname. Thank you. Yeah, I oh, I was yeah. like Hakeem that was the Olajuwon. dream shake. Stop. That was pivoting on on both feet and switching and it was beautiful. I I, I definitely saw that was shades of Akeem over um Ewing in 95. For sure. I just want everyone to know that Soapy's appearance tonight is sponsored by Jimmy Toscano. <laughs> Yo, what's your Venmo, Soapy? Like, I'm going to send you a couple bucks. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy I thought you get, – Get the cash I, app. Get the cash don't app. worry. I already billed you. Yeah. yeah Jimmy, Venmo, I, knew you need, I knew you needed a win, so I put Soapy on there. It's <laughs> <laughs> my man right there. Hey, I know. He knows yeah, what he's talking about, frappy. too. Yeah. No. You don't know that? You don't know, you, I, you know, nobody, nobody knows about homeschool, house school. We don't, we don't know. We're making a lot of assumptions school, here. School. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, happy, uh, happy Cinco, boys. Hope you guys were able to enjoy it. Thanks, buddy. Yes, thanks. So, um, I'll tell you what. Little... I actually wasn't able to enjoy it. It's kind of a bummer that it fell on a Wednesday, of the fact that you can't really do anything studies. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna make. We'll make up for it at some point. We'll do like margaritas after a game. Celebrate a yeah. little Cinco, Cinco de Mayo. <clears throat> Nick's, Nick's ready to have us all out in Eastie. It's his treat. Let's head out there, you guys. True. Real house. We'll, do, we'll, we'll do a live locker room one day from the real house. All right? I like that I idea. Do, I want to do a live post-game show and a live locker room. I can't the, wait. From the real house. Oh, the we can do it outside, too. So, gonna be beautiful. so people can pack it. We can do it yeah. outside, probably. That's yeah. definitely a playoff goal. We know you were kidding, Soapy. He's trying. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. We... we yeah, everyone's taking stuff too literally. Uh, let's bring in Dudley. What's up, man? Fellas, good evening. What's up, Dud? Dudley. What up, guys? So what up, listen, Dud? Got a couple of games left. Um, obviously, Miami is the big one. Um, but I'm not sleeping on the last game, which is, you know, New York. And I'm still thinking about this Kemba. I mean, first of all, Kemba's Kemba. I don't remember the last game that Kemba didn't play well. I mean, he wasn't available a lot of the games. But I don't remember the last game when he was available that he didn't play well. So with, with Kemba, I'm looking at Kemba, and I'm saying, all right. I think we get, I think they got a back-to-back. After, after Miami, they have to go to Cleveland on a back-to-back. And then on the other back-to-back is New York. So if you're Brad, what do you do? If you have to win all of these games, if these games are the playoffs, is Kemba playing back-to-backs or are you still doing this, you know, rehab, not playing back-to-back thing, especially with New York being the back-to-back for the last, for that last game? Brad's not going to change. That, this, back-to-back. Kemba ain't playing. He's an idiot. Didn't they? 
Didn't they do a front-end rest recently, though? Because I could actually see that rest against Minnesota, play against yes. New York kind of thing. No, I could that, see that. And, yeah. in fact, I hope I see that because that makes a lot of sense. I, I hope I hope Brad doesn't get caught up in the idea that, you know, I tried to give Jason Tatum a day off against a crappy team, and you see what happened. We got our ass kicked. So I'm not going to do that with Kimba when, in fact, I think you can do it with Kimba because by the time you play, you know, that game, like you're, you're talking about, like, uh, what is it, Minnesota – I think by then Fournier is going to, I think, be in a nice rhythm. He's, I think he's getting there now. Uh, you look at the last couple of games, he looks so much more like the Fournier that we remember, uh, not just pre-COVID, but just pre-Boston. That guy that was getting like 18, 19, 20 points a game. He's got that kind of flow about him. And I think he needs to keep that going. And that gives you the luxury of sitting a Kimball on the front end of a back-to-back and playing him that second night, which if we're being honest and real – you need him more in that New York game than you do the other one. Because that, that last game of the season may very well determine whether you are the fourth, the fifth, or sixth seed. And I want all my guys ready if I can have if I can have them for that game. Yeah, they shouldn't be in an emergency situation either. If they're losing to Chicago and Cleveland down the stretch here and they're really worried about dropping deep into that playing position, there's going to be some bigger issues there than whether or not Kemba's playing. Yeah, but fellas, you, 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 I mean, we, we hold in Brad to his word, and Brad is saying every every game is a playoff game. So, so is that just just talk? If everybody's talking seven and zero, then, but don't we need Kemba for all of these games? Especially when we we don't know the situation with Jalen. You know, Jalen's in. A, we, we don't know. You know, everything's day to day. We yo, listen, we don't we don't have the luxury of saying all right, unless you want to put Grant in there. See, that's just mean. It'd be nice if they. <laughs> it was. That's just an unnecessary swipe. You know, Grant. You know, Grant and Kemba are interchangeable. You just, you just, you just sideswipe Grant for no reason. Again, um, un- unless they're in danger of falling into that plan, there's. I don't care if they're the four, five, even six, and I know it's gonna suck to go against Milwaukee round one, but. Guess what? It's not going to be fun to play the Knicks either, and it's not going to be fun to play Atlanta. Atlanta has destroyed the Celtics this year. So there is, there's no real seed uh, nudging for an advantage here. The Celtics are going to have to play their ass off no matter who they get round one. You just don't want to be seven and then lined up against Brooklyn and Philly. So if it gets to that point, I would think about it, but I don't think they're going to be in that position. We'll see how Miami goes, though. That, that series is going to decide a lot when it comes to that. Fellas, you guys are the best. Thanks, Dud. What do you Thanks, think, Jimmy? Health Thanks, or, health or seating? I think seating is very important. I really do. Um, I obviously they won't they won't, they're they're not going to go anywhere if they're not healthy. But we already know, or I think most of us think that they have no chance against the Sixers or the Nets. I give them a sh- I give them a puncher's chance against the Bucks only because they have beaten them a couple times this year and I don't know I feel like if you can shut down Giannis like anything can happen and they've been able to sort of limit him I think at points but you need to be healthy now the, the Wait, thing you is just said why do you have shut to down a two time league MVP who is now hitting threes not shut down but they've limited him in the past they've limited him they've they the have days of Jimmy Stopper gone bro I know but my point is I don't think he, why do you, why does it have to be one or the other. Why can't they be healthy and if they also get, fight for a seating? If they get swept by Miami, 
they're going to have to really win out and get some luck to avoid that plan. I mean, they'll be three games back of Miami probably at that point, or well, three with the tiebreaker because Miami would have the tiebreaker. So they'd be all but eliminated at that point. And then I think they, they gotta definitely have the, to win out. They got to avoid the plan, and they they got to avoid the plan because worst case, if you're if you're the six that Miami seed, series is so important. If yeah. you're the six seed, I like my chances. I just like my chances a lot more if I'm the Celtics against the Bucks than I do against the Sixers you know, and, and the Nets, obviously. I, the, you see the way they're playing recently? That's I, I don't know anymore. I, I don't like any of them. I really don't. I'm with I don't wrong. like any of them either, but if I had to choose, I'm sure we would don't all. Yell at I, don't me. Even, I don't even like playing in Atlanta round one. <laughs> I mean, I'd be terrified of them. I wouldn't. Oh, hell no. But Bobby, no. you got to play somebody. Bobby, 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 somebody you Bobby. Play. Come on. <laughs> You got to play one of these teams. Are you telling yeah. me you're terrified of Atlanta over the first three teams? No, no. So, so pick one. Again, Here's the thing. You got to pick one. The Here's the fun. biggest problem. Fair, fair enough. Here's the biggest problem. If you're if you're focused this much on who you're going to play, then guess what? You you probably suck. Right. You're, <laughs> when you're trying to avoid everyone. Yeah. That's right. bad. <laughs> and then, like, like what? Are, yeah, like, don't even waste, don't even waste your time. Don't even make the playoffs if you're trying. Yeah, to, like, when there's you're only, have to play somebody at some point. Yeah, there's only one out. Of the, <laughs> there's only one out of the five possible opponents you can face <laughs> yes. that you hey, want to face, and you want to dodge everyone else. Like you're going, even, you're, you're gonna, go, you're gonna go out at some point. Yeah, I'm and even, guess what? You, once you beat them, you can't just play them again. Like you, you have to play the next team. <laughs> I'm even. I'm even. Uh, I'm even concerned. About the Hornets, back. if they come in with Melo, uh, Hayward, and Roger for that game, if they end up in that playing game. And then, never mind if you lose that, and then I have to see Russell Westbrook, Beal, and the Wizards. We've seen that go sideways this year. So, again, this is a different Eastern Conference this year. There is no easy matchups for the Celtics. I love how uh, Joe Sway, like, just sneaks yeah, how you in. Joe Sway just sneaks in and he doesn't request to speak and he's like, maybe John won't see me and maybe he won't. No, you're gonna see me. You always see me. Come on. And, but you just gotta <laughs> hang funny. out in the back and he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. hopefully, hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully, teacher doesn't call on me. I didn't finish my book yeah. report. There's yeah. definitely no other Joe Sway's in here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm see, in, uh, I know, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's Joe bring Sway in. Was, uh, Joe Sway wasn't ahead, a homeschooler because he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to get away with hiding in the back. Yeah. Allegedly yeah. at homeschool. Exactly. Uh, let's bring in Chris. Chris Michaud. What's going on? Hey, thanks so much, guys. It's my first time speaking on Locker Room, so I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, cool. Hey, what's yeah. up, Chris? <laughs> what's up, Chris? Doing? Yeah, so I don't want to take this conversation too far back from the beginning, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> with with Brad kind of coming out and saying, guys, the playoff starts today. Like, we're, we have to start playing. Like, the playoffs are, are starting now. I can't. I could not be happier with the performance of the team today. Especially the defense in that first quarter, the energy was there. We were getting in passing lanes, getting on fast breaks. They just looked tremendous out there. Uh, you know, we've been waiting all season for for guys to get healthy, uh, for <clears throat> start bringing in guys like Fournier into the fold, um, and people are start, finally starting to play together. I, I'm really excited here. I think I think this is a, a perfect matchup for us to have as a springboard uh, to these final games here down the stretch. Really, I, I think this is a chance for us to start building that momentum. I, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, I, these are like the thing that I like more, more than anything else about this game was that this was a crappy team you played, and you treated them with the respect that a crappy team deserves, and that's no respect. Just beat the living daylights out of them. 
Uh, don't give them any hope that they're going to get anything other than an ass whipping tonight. And they did that. They did that. And, and that's something that and I, I think we all agree. We don't see it. We haven't seen enough of that from this team this year. And just look, you know, they've got the Bulls on Friday. That's another game that even on the road, they should still win that game. And then you've got a little bit of momentum coming home where you got a, a tough back-to-back set there against Miami. You win those two games and the Chicago game, you enter that final three-game stretch of the season in very good shape of avoiding a playing game. Um, and that, to me, has to be the – if you only do one more thing, check off one more box in the regular season, avoiding the playoff game has to be it. Has to be it. And this was yeah. a good step in that direction. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think they played. I think they played with some purpose tonight. Yeah. So yeah. that's something that we haven't seen a lot of. I was going to ask Chris where in New Hampshire he was from, but you guys, you guys kicked him I off. I did. But I, I was just stock. I was stalking his Twitter account while he was chat chatting, and it said New Hampshire native. So just shout out Chris, fellow New Hampshire native here. Thanks for calling. Hopefully we'll chat again. Jimmy, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody else was thinking it. Oh my god! Nobody gives a fuck about Brockton, bro. Jimmy, Jimmy, for the first time ever, knows what it's like to be Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I didn't like that. Can we not do that anymore? (laughs) Jimmy's like, God, you guys are rough. Oh my god, that was great. Uh, yo, you know who cares, Chris? My my guy, Chris. Sorry, he, actually, he's sorry, the only Chris. one that cares. That's right. You you two care. Yeah, that's yeah. it. John, John's John's got the got the trigger finger over there. He's just quick with. It. He's got the power, He's on a power trip right now. Just uh, out and out. God, I have all the power. Let's bring in Chris. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? What's going on? So, Chris, um, I want to be honest with you. I didn't watch the game today. Oh. <laughs> That's so Yo, interesting. You can, you're welcome on this show, buddy. I was, you could, I was you could just, have been I on the post just... show tonight. Yeah, fact, man. We would, you could have filled in for me. I didn't watch it. I didn't really care if we lost. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. And if we and we should win. So I was like, I'm, I'm just going to go play basketball. Um, but um, I want to speak on something Sherrod mentioned a few, uh, I think it was last week, about the youth of um, Jason Tatum and... Jalen Brown. Um, yes, they are what respectively twenty three and twenty two, if I'm correct. Um, and they've played in uh, the most playoff games for their respective draft classes. I also believe too. So um, those two guys, uh, and also they, these are deep playoff runs, not uh, any like first round duds and stuff like that. So I expect more out of those two. Um, just because they know they should know uh what it takes to win and i'll never forget what uh kenny smith said about uh this was a while ago um about the uh the pacers remember when the pacers kept uh going to the the uh the conference finals uh with paul george um he was a young player coming up and kenny smith said that you never know when your window is going to close and we all thought oh that pacers team is going to be back there they're going to keep going whatever. So we can't really take uh, this time for granted just because you just never know what's going to happen. Who he could, someone could become unhappy, demand a trade. Like there's so many different variables we don't uh, know. And this summer is probably going to be a really big summer just to solidify like 
where this team is heading if we're really serious about contending with these teams because yes they these guys are young but how many how long are we going to keep saying that they they've had enough reps in these big games and stuff like that to to we need to win some we need to go to the finals we need to play on these bigger stages cuz these guys have the talent so it's just really about uh structuring this team around Jalen and uh Jason and and not even I, I don't I don't know we, we may have to trade I'm not going to go crazy and say we have to trade one but the teams that that take the next step give up something like the Lakers they gave up their young pieces for um for for Anthony Davis, uh, the the Thunder gave up their piece of football. George. Celtics, Celtics so. missed that shot. That Jalen yeah. Jalen Jalen sat. I mean, I know everyone loves him, and if you mention him in a trade, people lose their minds. But you missed that yeah. boat. That boat was trading yeah. someone like Jalen for someone like Anthony Davis, and yeah. trying to retain Kyrie or whomever and build that. Yeah, way. but that it, was out of control, happen. though. That was out of control, though, right, John? Mm-hmm. Rich Paul came in and he did his. They he couldn't did do his it. Freaking yeah, but, yeah. Rich, Rich Paul <laughs> did his thing. Like, but Jalen came like up. <laughs> Jalen came up for 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 Jimmy Butler, whether you guys like it or not. Came up for Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard. Came up for Paul yeah. George. Like mm-hmm. your chance to have traded for a superstar earlier in their career arc is gone. Now Jalen's yeah. an established superstar. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're not you're not going to upgrade by. Tra- I mean, we've talked about it. We talked about mm-hmm. it with the Beal thing. Like. Yeah. It's it's not necessarily an upgrade, so why are you doing yeah. it, you know? I mean, the Jalen Brown thing, I, I think that's a part that a lot of people forget to mention when they say, oh, he got booed when he was drafted. A lot of those boos were because people, Southern fans, had their eyes on Jimmy Butler. They had their eyes on, you know, to package this draft pick with a couple other pieces, future first, and bring in one of those guys. You know, put them next to Isaiah Thomas, you know, Al Horford, two all-stars that season. So I, I think a lot of that gets forgotten when you think about draft night and, and Jalen Brown hearing those boos. Yeah, I mean, there's there's only – when you talk about young, on-the-rise talent and you and you talk about trying to use them to get you a superstar – you know, there's an expiration date for when you can pull that off and it be viewed as a good deal. Like trading Jalen Brown in a package for, let's say, Paul George two years ago looked a hell of a lot better then than it would today. Um, and if you if you're the Boston Celtics, you got to ask yourself, how much of an upgrade is that? And plus, how many more assets am I going to have to put in the pot in order to make this happen? And I think more times than not. Those deals within the last year or two, they just didn't make a ton of sense. Yes, you might get a better player, but you're going to lose your flexibility and you're going to lose, you know, whatever little depth you have already in order to make that happen. And John and John kind of alluded to this. There's just certain players who, when they are available, don't want to come to Boston and they don't they're they're not even trying to hear thinking about coming to Boston. Uh, and stand any time longer than whatever amount of time is left on their contract. That's why it absolutely made no sense to try to do something for Anthony Davis when everything about him said that he does not want to be here. Um, So those are some of the issues that always come into play. And as Joe Sway mentioned earlier about Jalen being booed, uh, that was, to me, it was a perfect storm for him to get that type of reaction. He was a guy that didn't really set the world on fire when he was at Cal. Good score, had a lot of upside, but he didn't play nearly as dominant uh, as, as many thought he would do. And so you, you yeah. had that going against and him. And it was the a one-two draft. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Sorrell, let me ask you something. Uh, where, how do you feel about this whole, you know, LeBron and, and, and Anthony Davis? Because we can say it now, right? They they they, they calculated this, right? Hell like, how yeah, do you feel yeah. about that? That kind of influence, though. Like, cause think about it. In a in a in any other scenario, if LeBron, whether he stays in Cleveland or whether he just goes to LA and does his own thing without Anthony Davis in mind, which was never going to happen, by the way. But let's just say let's just play the what if game, right? If that happens, what other what other team has enough assets to bring in Anthony Davis besides the Celtics? Like that trade happens nine times out of ten if there's no LeBron James, Rich Paul factor into it. And I'm not saying that as like a, as coming off as like oh Celtics fans should feel salty about that because that's the way the NBA sort of works now. When 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 you're talking about a marquee superstar like like LeBron James but I mean to the to the boomers if you will or, or the old school cats I mean you know some of them are like well wait a minute like would, would Jordan have done that or would he have sort of finagled some sort Ryan. of some sort of move to, to to bring in to bring in uh I don't know I don't know Lottie Divock in those years when he was struggling I don't know, someone like that to to, to get that help already and knowing in two years oh I'm gonna play with Anthony Davis no matter what set in stone is gonna happen in LA Josue, well, let me ask think... you a real quick question, Josue. Let me ask you a question. Where are you from? Boston. Okay. Now, if you weren't from Boston, how do you think you'd feel about Boston? I probably wouldn't be crazy about it. So, if you are worth millions and millions of dollars, balling your ass off, you can play pretty much where you want to if you simply have your agent and certain people push in that direction, you're probably going to want to play with the one guy that can get you what you've never been able to get, and that's a championship. If you're Anthony Davis, you won't want to go play with LeBron. If you're James Harden, you won't want to go play with Durant. You're going to want to beat LeBron. Right? Yeah, but take Boston right. out of the... No, that's a perfect situation. That's a perfect... Those are two players that, that's a great comparison. Like, there's the guys who want to take down... They look at LeBron and say, I want to take that guy down. Like, I want to be the guy to take him down. They don't want to do the guy that. that says, oh, I can get a championship with that guy and I'll be revered forever. But exactly. LeBron James. But let, take Boston out of the equation. What's the... Uh, why, why would you not do that if you were a player? For, for real. Because this is what I don't understand. People can complain like, oh, the players are manipulating things and controlling the league. Fine. Wh- why would you, if you had the power, why would you not do it? Why would you as a player? Uh, right now or back then you're talking about? Let's, let's, let's be real say, though. If you ask me that right now, if you ask me that question right now, I'm saying because they don't, they don't look like those guys aren't even having fun I'm with saying, it. Let's say, <laughs> let's say you're a great player. And you're in a situation where you're like, man, if I could just get another great player here, we could win a championship and that would be awesome. But you know what? Some people might not think that's cool, so I'm not going to do it. I don't Mm. understand that thinking. It doesn't it may not be great. But are you kidding me? If you're a player and you have the leverage to be able to say, come join me over here. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm going to do everything in my power to do that. Great. What other world, what other job on the planet can you not pick where you're going to work? It's hard enough as it is for these guys because they're told where they have to go. If you have some sway and some leverage and can and can finagle your way to a better situation, to have a better life in a place you want to go, like, I don't begrudge them that. It just is what it is. Fine. If I'm a superstar player and I can and I can affect player movement to the way that I can get people over to my team and my team is going to be more successful. Awesome. Power to you. I I have no problem. Well, it's, it's not just, it's not just that though. The Celtics had to come through with the, with the competitive offers. I mean, let's not pretend that the Pelicans got nothing for Davis. They got Ingram. They got ball. They got seven first round picks. Were the Celtics ever even going to do Brown and seven first? 
I mean, that would have to be the starting point for something like that. And, you know, more power to the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, but Bobby, the timing was perfect for Boston to make that trade. And the only reason they didn't was because Rich Paul, Rich Paul put the word out and said, look, you can trade for him. You're going to have him for a year. It's going to be a rental. That's it. And it would have been stupid for Danny to go but ahead and do that. Well, that would have been the assumption anyway. Yeah. That was always the assumption. Their their thought that was no, Kyrie not for assumption. Danny though. Danny's going to try to lock him in. It's the same the thing he did with Garnett. Was, People forget when was, they traded for Garnett, there was a there was a, an extension immediately when he traded for Garnett because Garnett not, only had two years on his contract. It was not that wasn't the deal. It was going to be a Kawhi deal in Toronto. Come here, win, right, and right. win and love it. But if if Davis was set, they could. They could have traded for him. He could have come here. They could have won a championship, and he would have left anyway. That was yeah, always but the everyone risk. always. Yeah, but Rich Paul. Rich Paul doesn't say that though. There's no Rich Paul factor. I think Danny would would seriously. Who was consider doing it for Leonard? Who was doing? It was always rumored Leonard was going to L.A. Always. He who was out? Who was the Rich Paul in that? You didn't need a Rich Paul in that. It still happened. And that guy's gonna. Yeah, go but it's just, to go. okay. It yeah, the Kawhi situation is unique, but. Celtics yeah. could have done the same thing the Raptors. Did. I, I just, I just don't think, I don't think Boston is like every other city, man. I think you, you play in the city, you win a championship in the city, you're not going anywhere. It's just, I don't think that happens. You fall, players fall in love with the city. Well, here's what you guys, are, I, I, I don't think are factoring in. You're assuming that Anthony, yeah, Davis, Anthony Davis trading for him, Bill Russell, come here falling out. You assuming that he would play with the level that a Kawhi Leonard did. Kawhi, look, Kawhi in the East, why not? Win chip. Period. He didn't care where it was going to come from. He wanted to win a chip. I'm convinced that Anthony Davis, had he came here, would still have an eye on L.A. and would not be as invested in this team as he needs to be. And, would, frankly, he would be looking a lot like the James Harden we saw near the end of his time in Houston, where his numbers are pretty good, but you, you get the feeling that there's so much more that he could be doing that he's it not would, doing it, because he's completely checked out. It would depend on how much Kyrie's invested here. And at that point, we know kind of where Kyrie was at mentally. Uh, So certainly, I think if all things are equal, we would have seen that Davis-Kyrie tune-up factor. But would it have been enough for one year to make a real good run there? It's it's a good question. But in almost every scenario, you were were, every scenario that came up with Jalen, whether you had a clutch sports Rich Paul situation or not, there was always the fear. Whether it's Paul Leonard. Uh, Davis, I, there's no guarantee you keep him, and it was always the thing that was dangling over those deals, and that's one of the reasons Harden, why Harden. That's one of the reasons Danny didn't make any of them, which I don't have a guarantee, and you just couldn't live with that. You couldn't give away a potential cornerstone piece without knowing that the thing coming back was something you could hold on to. As it is, you you made one of those deals for Kyrie, which granted you didn't give away uh, a franchise cornerstone, you know, potential franchise you know, talent, you know, you gave away just a draft pick, um, but you couldn't get him to stay either. Um, so you're, you're never going to get c- commitments ahead of time from a it's player. It's really hard. Again, Everyone's signing two-year deals now to have flexibility. You really are. Mm, you, who started that trend? Xanis? <laughs> I'm saying well, the, LeBron, the owners, LeBron What I'm saying the is that's, look, that, that too. But, right. Right. That the owners did too. That's the whole thing. Is like you, you got to be careful what you wish for in this scenario. Like it's a what in, it was never the thing in sports to to risk. To, you, it was always best to lock something in long term, especially in a sport where there's guaranteed dollars. You know, get the money, have long term thing because who knows if you get injured. I mean, these guys are taking sure they have manip- They can manipulate where they go, not manipulate. It gives. It's not a manipulation. It gives them freedom. But they're it's always power. risking. They're always risking a big injury. I mean, Jesus, KD tore a friggin' uh, 
uh, Achilles. Like if that happens two, three years later in his career, he's like, shit, why didn't I sign that five or six year deal? You know, because that next one might not have been so lucrative. Again, this is, this is why people are tough on Tatum and Brown, I think, because we all know they're outstanding players. But at some point, they're going to have to prove that they were worth the cost of foregoing Davis. You know, you mentioned Butler, George, those guys way back. All of them, That would have been enough. But if you look at Harden right now when it comes to Brown, if you look at Davis that one year when he took the Lakers to the championship over Tatum, that one even gets a little sketchy with how good Tatum is and how long he's going to be here at this point. But this is the whole reason they did the Kyrie thing. They wanted those one, two shots at the title in those two years and then figure it out after that. Yep. Uh, Let's bring in. I've had Theo in the waiting room for a really long time. Theo, what's up? What's up? Uh, Not bad. I think I started that whole thing. My bad, Theo. That's all right. It's a good conversation. (laughs) Appreciate you sticking with us, Theo. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was wondering, uh, watching uh, the Spurs game two games ago, where, uh, who was it, Thompson had a great offensive rebound game. And... You know, uh, Rob Williams, who's been playing well this season, but like he he fouled out early, right? Uh, when he played against Philly, like who's our go-to center against like uh, MVP caliber centers in the league? The uh, the answer is no one, sadly. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say the Joel Embiid question. Uh, no one. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the oh, same you want to avoid that. You want to avoid that Philly series bad. Yeah, as soon as he said MVP big man, I'm like, oh, Joel Embiid, that's that's scary for the Celtics. Well, man. That's bad it, news. It, it's the same conversation we always have. It's like, he's not a good matchup for Embiid. All right, everyone say it together. No, no one, one is. Good, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. And after what Robert Williams, last time he got his his uh, his taste of, of Joel Embiid, it, it didn't end well. It's interesting, though, because Rob's played well against Giannis, and you would figure it'd be a similar situation there. Uh, it's just something about the physicality and the ground-boundness of that Embiid matchup that really just completely rocks him, uh, it's all along with all the fakes and even the, the jump shot that he has. I know Embiid's not going to win MVP this year, but he really had an MVP kind of year. Like It's a bummer that he's not going to get that kind of recognition for this season that he's had. Not just because he's overpowering guys inside, but if you're shooting... Jordan level from mid range. If you're shooting, you know, Curry level from three, like he has as a percentage, I, this has just been one of the most ridiculous years we've ever seen. Never mind how often he gets to the free throw line. I, I, I'm Philly's going to be really hard to beat in the East, even when you consider how good the Nets are. They don't have an answer for him that even approaches slowing him down. This is as I mean, can you remember? I mean, the, the, this is as good as the East. These top three teams here are friggin' really, hey, really, and it, really and it, good. And when it comes down to it, I think teams look at the Celtics, too, and see Tatum and Brown and go, ugh, that one's, that one's a little nerve-wracking. I don't think so. I think they see a team that's rolled over a lot right now, um, you know? No, but, but when it comes to the top-end talent, I think they know the way those guys are going to be rolling come playoff time, and that's going to be have teams low jittery, too. If you're the Knicks, would you rather see the Hawks or the Celtics? I think probably the Celtics based off of pedigree, but at the end of the day, I, I, again. You'd rather see the Hawks than the Celtics. You'd probably rather see the Hawks, but yeah. I don't know that that is an act, that, that the Celtics are actually a tougher matchup based on what we've seen all year. <laughs> I love how Bobby just answered that question for you. He's like, no, nah, man, that's wrong. It's the wrong answer. <laughs> no, I mean, try again. Try again. That's a good point, though. <laughs> yeah, right, I, try again. No. <laughs> uh, let's bring in Austin. Hey guys, how you doing? So, what up, Boston? 
Uh, I was just, I had a question. I'm still just worried about, even though obviously tonight was a blowout win, so there was no late game, you know, necessary execution, thankfully. Um, but that's what I'm kind of nervous about with the playoffs. Uh, I was when you get to the playoffs, you know, the game kind of slows down and, uh, I'm just worried about this team with late game execution, um, and ISO ball. I mean, it seems like they'll do that for, you know, at least part of the game and then they just stroll away from it when, you know, the, the clock, it gets late in the clock in the fourth quarter. And, um, obviously, you know, watching Tatum make those crazy shots is like, fun and all but you know I just get nervous about you know lack of ball movement in the fourth quarter and sometimes you know we've seen this year like people will get hot and then all of a sudden we just stop going to them like Jalen Brown the other night for example he had like 20 in the first quarter or something in the or yeah something like that and then like he didn't have any in the second and it was just really weird so I don't know how you guys feel about that like if you think that's going to be a reoccurring problem yeah, thanks, Austin. Now, yeah, consistency's been an issue, guys, all year with uh, with with the, with the team. Just not from not not just game to game, but quarter to quarter. So yeah, I, yeah. So I don't know. I I think are are is it an issue? Yeah, probably because it has been right. Um, uh, Kevin, Kevin Lay, are you there? Yep, I'm here. A little bit of feedback, buddy. It's pretty bad, actually. I'm gonna have to boot you. Um, Kevin, can you put that, your radio down, please? Oh, damn it. Yeah, sorry, Never mind. Kevin. Um, we're gonna wrap it up in a couple minutes. Anybody wants to get in some speaker requests, go for it. But guys, um, uh, what um, uh, what kind of uh, outside of the you know total freaking silliness uh, that that we went through tonight? Uh, major takeaways from this game. Uh, anything else going forward? Kimball looks good. Uh, Fournier is looking better. And the schedule is aligning itself in a way that the Celtics really have a, a legitimate shot of running the tables. And if they don't run the tables, they, to me, should be in that 4-5 game. They really should. I think that they, again, if they can play at the level that they're capable of and do all the little things, they should be able to win four out of these last six, five, or, or just run the table. And they, again, they should be in that four or five game. I think that's the best spot for them. Yeah, it has to be. Um, we brought in, David was trying to get in. I think you wanted to talk about that other conversation we were in before, but go ahead, David. Um, well, my question was, uh, with the Hawks blowing out the sun tonight, should we really be concerned about them, or is it just because of COVID and all the injuries? that they just looked up and became the first seed. Uh, right. so, I'm sorry, co- concerned about who? The Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. I, I saw the Celtics and Hawks play a few times this year. Obviously, one of them was one of the most embarrassing losses Boston had all year, that huge blood down there. Um, I'm concerned about them. They're an extremely hard team to defend. And we haven't seen the Celtics show any defensive connectivity or very little at all this year. Uh, so if that one just becomes kind of a track race and it's back and forth and, uh, you know, they're trying to avoid fouling young and all that stuff again, there's just something about that Atlanta matchup too that goes way back that you guys obviously know well about back to like 08 and 16 and those years. 
that that matchup, no matter who's on the other side, just always ends up being hell for the Celtics. So I'd rather avoid that one if possible. I want to see the Knicks. You know, I know they're tough, but that that's the one I really want to see. That would be fun, and I think they're more than beatable. Yeah, I mean, the the, the thing about the Knicks that you know it, it's it's pretty typical of a Thibodeau coach team is they're elite defensively. And they're not so great offensively. Julius Randle has had an amazing season, but that the Knicks are a very beatable team in a best of seven. Atlanta, I, I they've they've had a great season, but I don't trust that team. Uh, I don't trust that team in the playoffs because their best player is one of the most inefficient players, and frankly, one of the weakest defenders that you'll find uh, among All Star caliber players. And so there's, I have a lot of concerns about the Hawks in a best of seven. If, if, if you're asking me uh, about whether the Celtics can beat them or not, I do think the Celtics in a best of seven would beat Atlanta, but it wouldn't be easy because they are talented. They are good. But I just think that there's some kinks in their armor that will get exposed in the playoffs. Not the least of which is their coach who Nate, again, very good regular season coach, but let's be honest. The reason he's in Atlanta was because he didn't get it done in the playoffs when he was in Indiana. And there are reasons behind that, but it doesn't change the fact that his teams typically don't do all that great in the playoffs. I would be surprised. Yeah, I mean, nothing should surprise the Celtics team, but I would be surprised if either the Hawks or the Knicks would beat the Celtics in a seven-game series. But um, that's just me. I don't know. Uh, Julian, take us home. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? I just want to say two quick things. First of all, I just want to say shout out to you guys. I know it can be, it can probably be tiring working uh, three extra hours after the game, but I know me and the rest of the people here appreciate it. And it makes the games a lot more fun. Uh, my we thanks, appreciate my that, thanks, Julian. Julian. Appreciate that, man. It's not easy working with these guys as much as I do. I'm tonight, kidding. tonight, one of Jimmy's tough. Yo, Jimmy said that. One of, Jim- yeah. <laughs> one of Jimmy's tougher nights. Yeah. This is the night we, where we I'll, get- I'll lay awake. I'll lay awake for a bit just thinking about tonight for. Bed, right? we, we, we all get a, a homeschooling moment, Jimmy. Yeah, this took me it. back. This definitely took me back. <laughs> back to where you're at right now in the damn living room. Yeah, but keep going. Jimmy, you can't get stuffed in lockers at home, but in, a, in homeschool, though. <laughs> I get stuffed in the cupboard. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Julian. Yeah, I just had a – it just came to my mind because I, uh, Bobby was talking about the Miami series in the uh, – in the regular post game show and the play in, and I, maybe you guys don't know this, but my question was: if we go to the play in and say we're the seventh seed and we play the tenth seed and we happen to lose, do we take the tenth seed spot in the lottery? It, it depends. We've been over who no, yes, yes. You fall no. into the lottery. You you you, you are yes. in. If if you, I believe, if you are out of the, if you go in the play in tournament, even if you were the seventh seed. Uh, you are in the lottery, but you yes. go in based on your record as as a team having not made the playoffs. Right. It's it, you don't fall all the way down to ten, but you're you're so like if you're the seven seed and you lose and and say the eight and the nine get into the playoffs and the seven and the ten don't, um, then the seven seed uh, you're you're in the lottery, but the ten seed has a higher slot than you in the lottery. Because they had they had a they had a worse record than you in the mm-hmm. in the regular season, but you both fall into the lottery and then it slots by uh, record. Yeah. You're talking so, a very small. So the Celtics, Celtics, if the Celtics lose as a seven seed, it's very likely that they will have the lowest lottery pick. They'll be picking fourteen. Yeah. 
but there's a chance, right? Uh, I mean, and this is what we're talking about. It's like, okay, everyone's like, oh, how can we finagle our way into a specific seed so we see a specific team? Why? So you can just get murdered in the second round? Like, or I don't know. It's like, that's, that's why I hate, like, the. That's why in, in the show, earlier, yeah, you want like, the best really path, though. About schedules and all this stuff? What's that? You want the best path, though. Like, last year, what did it line up as? Toronto, you to avoid. You're going you're, you're gonna to end up playing either the Nets or the Sixers in the second round. If you get there, yeah, probably. You don't know though. It's a weird year. The Bucks can lose again, round one. You know, like who knows? You do. You just want to give yourself the best chance to advance at any given round. Uh, and then if injuries break your way in round two, maybe you're on round three, and who knows from there? You, you just want to make it as far as you possibly can. You guys think home court's significant? No, no, no. I think the the stats are showing that too. I saw something that like. Five to seven percent fewer home wins have happened this year. Something significant yeah, that hadn't really been wonder, seen before. I wonder if the double attendance kicks it up just a notch. You know, the five thousand versus the twenty five hundred, just just a notch to make it feel like maybe mm-hmm. you are playing in front of a real crowd. I, I don't know. It's still it's still not. It's not going to be enough. Yeah, twenty five right for the Garden. That'll be no, something. No, what's that? Twenty-five percent for the guard. Twenty-five percent, correct? Time. Yeah, it'll be about five thousand. It's not bad. About four thousand, forty-five hundred, forty-six. Yeah, something like that. It's so. just it, it, it's more of the just you know travel, right? That you know you you don't have to get on the plane and and all that stuff. Yeah. Not really to yeah. see the fans being a huge factor, unfortunately. Yeah. No, most likely not. But uh, we did say we were going to wrap it up a little early tonight. Uh, Orlando gave us a gift of a very, very, very short game. We started our post-game show extremely early. Um, So we are going to kind of wrap it up here. Guys, you got anything left? Uh, Nope. I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite a buildup. Yeah, we did did our best. Thank you guys again for joining us. We What's didn't that? talk about Taco's four blocks. I just want to note that he had four blocks tonight too. We only talked about yeah, he is he is the best guy to slam the door at the end. Everyone's done when they see him come out. Yeah, the human victory cigar. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and we don't see it often this year. Not I can't reason. wait for I can't wait for him to win them a game. I can't wait to come on the show when he does. He can't either. Yeah, yeah, that makes two of us. We're 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 gonna wait. We're gonna be waiting for that. Um, just let everybody else know uh, if you haven't already. Give us all a follow here on Locker Room. Also, um, everyone's got their Twitter handle and their profiles. Feel free to go ahead and follow anybody here if you like. Also, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, you can watch our post game show. At least Jimmy and I uh, have that in our uh, profiles as well, so you can go check that out. Uh, and make sure you subscribe, turn on your notifications, uh, and you'll be notified every time we go live, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and we will be doing it, obviously, throughout the rest of the season, after games, possibly on off days, and throughout the playoffs. And honestly, in the playoffs, we'll be going every day for sure. If That's right. A play- if there's a playoffs, which we are fairly certain there will be. That's fairly. right. Playoff yeah. or play-in, either way. Play all of it. Either uh, way, either way. Next week. What John is saying is, uh, you can just randomly hop into a, a Aaron Neesmith interview. You know, just out of the blue. If you subscribe, yeah. you know, you never know. You know, no. just a random interview when you least expect it. Yeah. You know, or like uh, that's what we're doing right now. Or like somebody like I don't know Nicole Cornette. 
Just throwing one up. <laughs> right. You never know. Sister, by the uh, way, who knows who we'll have tomorrow? Who knows? So. Bo- both, bo- both of those set up by Bobby Manning. Both of them outstanding interviews. They're both on our YouTube channel. Go check them out. Um, and uh, if you haven't already, make sure you do. Uh, otherwise, we will see you guys. We got Friday. Is it a seven thirty start against the Bulls? Sure. Mm, yes. I, I think so. <laughs> seven thirty. Yeah. It's in Chicago. Okay, so oh, we it's will in be. It's in Chicago. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, I've never been to Chicago. We had a lot of chat tonight about what's Boston, what's Boston like. Uh, great city. I, I love Chicago. it. Oh man, Chicago. Yeah, I spent I really one day in it. Chicago. I was I was in Milwaukee for the series, and I had to spend a day in Chicago on my off day, so I went up there. Yeah, I've been a few times. So last time was with the Bruins Cup. That second time, we had a couple trips in Chicago. It's just a great city, fun vibe. Really. Yeah. Really by the way, guys, that's what you do when you're in Milwaukee. You leave and you go to Chicago. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it seems to be the the move. That's the move. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> or you go to Brewers game. Go Brewers to game Chicago. is fun. <laughs> Brewers game. Yeah. Got, they got the dome over there, so that's pretty fun. But that's about it. Yeah. All right. Um, again, thank you guys. This was awesome. We appreciate you hanging. We knew it was a down game, but we had a, we had a ton of fun anyway. So we will see everybody back on Friday. Peace. See you guys. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.